All right, so then we want to welcome to the Rise of the One Percent podcast, where you learn to discover the strategies, the tools, and the insights to dominate and get into the top one percent of your industry. I am G Bass, alongside me, JC Williams. Yes, so there we go. And definitely, man, I'm blessed as well. You know, I'm excited about uh, what we about to share with our audience now. Absolutely. Uh, moving forward, I know we've been doing a lot in um uh, in home based business. We brought on some uh, brought on some great individuals uh, when it came down to the home based business and marketing and everything. So now we about to kind of like switch up some sectors, put some highlights on different areas that people want to improve in when it comes down to business life. You know, we it's not always just gonna be business, but you know, definitely we about to hit on some more assets. So I'm excited about this episode that we got going on. And uh, man, just excited about like everything that we're doing together as a community, you know, even with the academy that right. we all uh, that we actually um having that we putting together. But it's already together, but we adding on to it. Exactly. And for you all that's actually tuned in as well. If you are an entrepreneur business owner, you're looking for some more strategy to be able to scale and take your business income and lifestyle to the next level, make sure you check us out at www.theriseofthe1percent.com. We have more information over there on our Rise of the 1% Academy. But with that said, ready to go on the dive in? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, perfect. So today, we actually have special guests on the Rise of the 1% podcast. We have Mr. Tim Harvey and also Mr. William Galloway, okay? Tim Harvey was actually born in Atlanta, Georgia. Raised in Hampton, we went to school. He's the founder and chief executive officer mm-hmm. for HD Investments and has been involved in the Georgia residential and real estate industry since 2000. Okay. Mm-hmm. He actually focuses mostly on wholesaling, rehabbing, short sales, and rentals in terms of buying and holding. And not only that, he does a whole lot for the community. All right. And then I just want to even add on to it, um, you know, as we bring them in, like how I even got introduced to these guys, you know, they actually do amazing work. We got some great experts here, man, that has, what, what, like 20 years, close to 20 years just in the game when it comes down to the real estate. And uh, like, so my assistant, man, she was able to go to one of these guys' events and they do them all the time here in the Atlanta area. And uh, she was trying to learn a little bit about the real estate game, so she really got inspired. So that gave me the attendance to leave a look into these guys. So I'm definitely excited, you know what I mean, while we about to hop in here. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Great stuff. Great stuff. And our other special guest today is Mr. William Galloway, who was born in Chicago, Illinois, and moved to Atlanta at the age of six. And he's the founder and chief executive officer for Big House Investors LLC and has a firm foundation as well in the real estate industry with expertise as well in rehabbing, wholesaling, and rentals in terms of buying and holding. Not only that, he's also on clubs, clothing store, and a barbershop. And as well, does a whole lot for the community as well, which we'll talk a lot about that in the podcast interview. So with that said, Let's welcome to the Rise of the 1% podcast, Mr. Tim Harvey and Mr. William Halloween. Hey, 
Absolutely. Well, hey, guys. Well, hey, guys, we certainly appreciate. Um, listen, guys, we just want to say thank you so much um, for bringing us on. Um, we certainly appreciate you guys uh, for what you're doing. Uh, we certainly appreciate, you know, your aspirations. Um, I really love the name, the rise of the one percent. Um, you know, listen, you know, in, in times like these, um, you really need aspirational businesses such as this that people can see and uh, people can be influenced by. And they, in times like this, so guys, we are so grateful um, that you guys have this podcast and that you guys are actually doing what you're doing. So big ups to you guys, big ups to your rise in the community. Thank you so much um, for that introduction. Absolutely. We appreciate you. Definitely. Definitely. Absolutely. So with that said, we're going to dive in. So if, if you all could, Tim and even William, I know I've basically read you all's bio, some information yeah. you all bio, but if you could, if you want, you know, go a little bit more in detail in terms of, you know, you all's business, a little bit about your journey and what you're currently working on at this time. Okay. Well, um, well, I'll start off um, first. You know, for, I just want to thank God. You know, uh, you know, He gave us an opportunity to even do this. Um, you know, He's responsible for us um, being, you know, right here in this place at this time. You know, it's an appropriate time to do it on a Sunday, I guess. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, just you know, sure. a little bit about myself, and and I'll just kind of dive into. You know, Will's going to dive into a little bit about himself um, after after I tell mine. But listen, guys, I grew up, like I said, I grew up here in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, you know, you know, solid middle class guy, um, and uh, always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Um, my dad uh, was in corporate America for most of his most of his career, and uh, suddenly, you know, he lost you know he lost his job because his uh, his company had gotten uh, gobbled up by a bigger company. So my dad was forced into entrepreneurship. He always wanted to be an entrepreneur, but he was forced into entrepreneurship, and uh, that really influenced me. You know, because I you know as as a kid. You know, I was always the guy that, you know, that sold candy, you know, and I was the guy that sold lockers. I was, I was that guy, you know, had, a, you know, had a long service, you know, all that stuff as a kid. So my dad, um, you know, once I, once I got to college, my dad, you know, he said, you can either travel, you know, to go to college or you can go to college locally and I'll give you a business. And um, I chose to go to college locally and he gave me a, um, I, I started a vending machine business at uh, 18 years old. And I uh, grew to about a hundred locations, and um, you know, after a couple of years, you know, had a couple of employees, and after a couple of years, you know, just you know, got got the big head, and um, and, and screwed away the business. But um, but the entrepreneur bug never he never left me. Um, ended up working in corporate America for a couple of years. I worked um, in a restaurant, um, a place called I don't know if you remember, but there's a place called Steak and Ale, and um, I was the youngest, you know, the youngest general manager there. And uh, I just got burned out. I was working about 80 hours a week. And that's when I realized that, you know, that, hey, you know, I really want to be an entrepreneur again. So another good, you know, and I had a quote unquote good job, guys. So another good friend of mine uh, came to me and um, and he had a, um, you know, he worked for Coca-Cola. He had a good job. Um, but, but you know, we were both, you know, working, our, you know, working our tails off, uh, working about 80, 90 hours a week. You know, you know how they take advantage of you. Right. But, uh, but anyway, you know, he had, um, you know, we had started an investment club and, um, and you know, we, we started kind of getting into real estate, you know, and, and uh, my dad had, a, you know, he had an old house that I, I got a chance to renovate. So my partner, you know, he came to me, he's like, hey, man, I'm about to quit my job. And, um, and I was at that point, too. So I was like, man, let's go ahead and do it. So we both quit. 
um, our jobs and uh, and got into real estate um, at that time. And this was about 2000. And um, mm-hmm. you know, at this you know at this time, I you know listen, you know I, I got in, got it, jumped in head first, didn't have any training or anything. I just believed in you know believed in it. And um, you know we did we did one deal and really got our you know butts handed to us on that first deal. Didn't make any money, but I was cooked. You know I was cooked on the street. And um, so ended up doing real estate, you know, well in uh, 2008. You guys know what happened. You know, in 2008, right. there was a crash. Mm-hmm. And um, at that time, um, I wasn't, you know, I was, you know, I, I listened to all the wrong people because, you know, what I ended up doing was instead of staying in the business, you know, because how many guys know that, you know, during this time, you know, when there's a crash, you know, it, it's, it's a good time to get, you know, you get into the business. So, mm-hmm. you know, during the bad economy, that's the best time to get into business. So, right. anyway, um, Ended up, uh, ended up, you know, going to go get another nine to five, and um, I worked at nine to five for a couple of years, and uh, I got into network marketing during the time, and uh, and, and network marketing really helped me uh, with my mindset. Now I, I noticed that you guys had um, had another one of my, my old network marketing friends on the podcast, uh, Mark Will, and, uh, and we were, you know, we were both in the same company. But anyway, um, getting into that business really helped me with my mindset. Um, I mean, it, it took my mindset to a whole nother level. And uh, so eventually I got to a point where I was, you know, working on nine to five, and, you know, another friend of mine, we were both in the same cubicle and, um, you know, and both of us, we wanted to get back into real estate. We realized we wanted to get back into real estate full time. And uh, mm-hmm. looking, you know, like, like we started really mindsetting our way out of our jobs. Everybody thought we were crazy because we were making good money on our jobs and our corporate jobs. But we really started mindsetting our way out of our jobs. So a, a, a short while later, you know, he got fired first, and then I got fired. But I didn't care because, uh, you know, because guess what? You know, I did my I did my first real estate deal again, and uh, started wholesaling, and um, and you know, by, you know, it, it, it just went from there. And uh, a couple of years later, um, right around 2014, you know, um, I was looking at I don't know if you guys are familiar with it's called Bandit Sign, and I've been signs, the signs that you see on road, right? Know, yeah. Yeah, yeah right we're going to get a little bit into that. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> bandit sign, and uh, the, the bandit sign said, Uncle Bill buy a thousand. That's why you got Uncle Bill right there. But uh, nice. okay. <laughs> but um, I ended up um, I ended up calling that bandit sign and, um, you know, I you know, didn't realize that, you know, I, I had, you know, I had a brother and, um, you know, you know, you know, since, you know, I mean, it's just my brother from another mother. And uh, we started doing business together. And uh, how many guys know that black people can do business together and be successful as long as as long as you got the right, you know, the right things to tie you inside. So, you know, we we found out that we had the, um, you know, we had the same principles, same ideals. You know, we both love God and um, and, you know, we've been doing business, you know, uh, you know, ever since then. So we started. um, I'm going to let him tell the rest of the story from here. Go ahead. Right, right, <laughs> right. Because I, I want, I want to just intervene real quick. Yeah. Cause like, mm-hmm. like you were saying that that's how y'all met through the bandit sign. Yeah. And, and uh, when, and so, like, like what it was, uh, Will that 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 was on that sign to actually bring you in for you to call. What what did it say? Um, he said somebody he had a house for sale, and uh, you know, and and you know, I, you know, I'm always calling those signs. I always call them. I'm just kind of. Oh yeah. That, right. uh, you can get me to call, you know, yeah. so I called that sign and uh, me and him ended up doing business together. And okay. uh, like I said, I mean, we just, you know, we've been doing business ever since. And, uh, I, you know, I, I let him, you know, let him kind of sell the rest. 
Okay. Cool. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yes, yeah. we can. Okay, cool. So, so yeah, that's that's typically that's pretty much how uh, we actually met from a bandit sign. Uh, so I'll I'll just kind of backtrack a little bit about you know my background, and then I'll get back to you know when we met and where we went from that point. Uh, again, like my like my bio say, I'm originally from Chicago, uh, Southside Inglewood. I actually uh, left there at an early age. I left there when I was six years old. Um, my dad got transferred. Um, he got a better job, better opportunity because, you know, Chicago is really rough. So, you know, uh, at the time, you know, he was searching for another job and he got a job transfer in Atlanta. So he went and moved down there first. And then he sent for uh, my mom and uh, my sister, my brother. We came shortly after. And again, I was about six years old. So pretty much I really claim Atlanta because I've been here most of my life uh, mm -hmm. when I was just born there. Uh, right. So as far as uh, my, my my background, you know, similar to, you know, um, like Tim, I just always had that hustle bug in me. You know, I always wanted to have my own, you know, I always had another hustle of just doing stuff. When I was younger, you know, I, you know, was the barbershop cleanup guy, cleaning up the barbershops, making side money. Um, and when I was in there, you know, one thing I noticed, like all my life, I've always been around hustlers. I've always been around people who just, just entrepreneurs, just people who always just wanted to make their own money. Yeah. And that was, you know, it was a good thing about that. And it was a bad thing about that. You know, the good thing about it is it, it instilled, you know, uh, a hustle mentality and a grind uh, inside of me that I still have to today. Uh, the bad side about it is, you know, of course, when you're around the wrong people, you kind of pick up their bad habits as well. So, you know, when I when I, I picked up some habits that wasn't that wasn't the best, you know, um, I got into uh, early life. I got into the streets, you know, my mom and my dad uh, separated. So uh, that allowed me to have a little bit more freedom because my mom was a single mom doing her, you know, what she could to, uh, to, to fend for our family. So, again, it gave me the freedom to be able to kind of hang around those wrong crowds and pick up bad habits. Um, got into, you know, the hustle life and start um, getting into that lifestyle. Uh, then I went from that to, you know, making enough money to where I did want to go legitimately. And um, I eventually, back in 2008, uh, I did start uh, a couple of businesses. I had a barbershop, a clothing store, and then I had a nightclub, which was all in um, Alabama. Uh, that was back in 2008. Um, back in 2010 is when I met my, uh, now, my, my now wife. And um, that's when I kind of got a little bit more serious about my life. Um, we both, you know, was in a point of our lives where, you know, we knew God, but we didn't really know God the way we know him now. Uh, we both decided to get saved. Uh, two years later, uh, we ended up, you know, getting married uh, back in from when well, we met in 2010, 2012. Uh, two years after that, we ended up getting married. Uh, I was still trying to find myself. I still didn't really know what lane I was going to go in. And I just started doing research and real estate just came about, you know, I knew a little bit about real estate, but I didn't know too much about it. So I just got, I kind of just did my own little research back then in 2012. It wasn't a whole lot of uh, educational platforms like it is now. Uh, so I had to go through YouTube university, you know, to kind of learn uh, most yeah. of what I've, what I've known now. And then, you know, a lot of trial and error. So mm -hmm. uh, back in 2012 is kind of like when I first started, and I think me and Tim, I think we met probably around about uh, maybe another year or two after that, maybe in 2014, I believe. Uh, we crossed paths 
uh, like he said, he um, he uh, saw my sign because at the time, you know, um, you, you know, it's only so many different kind of marketing channels you could do. When I first got started, bandit signs was the was my main source. Uh, it, mm-hmm. was, it was very inexpensive, and I had the time. I had the time to get out there in the streets and put them out there, you know. And I also was doing like yellow letters and handwritten postcards and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like Tim said, he met me. Uh, my signs say Uncle Bill buy houses cash. Uh, he met. He uh, called one of my signs. Uh, we met up, and um, you know, we just instantly connected. Like he said, and we knew that we had some of the same values. Uh, for one, you know, we put Christ first, so that was one thing that stood out to me about him. And uh, he had the will to want to um, be better and help people. And that's what intrigued me about the relationship that we had. It wasn't only a business relationship, but um, it was a spiritual relationship. You know, mm. and I'm all about yeah. uh, business, of course, business, but spiritual always, because that's what brought me and my wife together. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, when I when I seen that me and him uh, had a lot of spiritual um, similarities uh, back. So that's when we started doing business together. And again, you know, when you're doing business with somebody, you know, we, we knew that we had a, a, a higher purpose and our higher purpose was like, man, we both seeing success. We're both um, doing well in the business. So how can we be a, how can we uh, bless other people and how can we be a benefit to other people? So that's when 2015 came and we can we kind of had the idea to come together and do a meetup and uh, try to teach people what we know, but not put a charge on it because there's so many courses out here, so many gurus out here that has um, all these different real estate courses and different educational platforms, which are all, you know, a lot of them are great platforms. But mm-hmm. we knew that getting started, you know, a lot of people don't have that money up front to trying to get started in real estate. So we wanted to have a platform and build a community where we could teach it and not really charge. And that's when um, the birth of Wholesalers Arrest came about back in 2015. Uh, again, in the beginning, it was just all just, he said, she say, let's do it, let's do it, but nothing happened. And then we just said, you know what, man, let's put it on paper because a vision starts on paper first. Mm-hmm. You gotta put it on paper. Um and when we we met at a we met at a Barnes and Noble and we met at the Barnes and Noble, we said we're not gonna leave here until we get it all on paper and we have a specific date that we're gonna launch it. And uh, we put it all together. We didn't leave until all that was was all that was done. And 2015, uh, we put together our first meetup at the Piccadilly over on Godby Road in College Park by the airport. Um, they, they said we can, you know, as long as people eating, we can get the, um, the ballroom for free. So, you know, we we packed it out. And, hey, now we are five years later, man. And um, we've been we, we've just been so blessed, man, to help people close their first deals. We've been, you know, partnering with so many different people. Uh, we've been able to elevate other people's businesses to six-figure plus businesses. And not only elevate other people's businesses, it's elevated us as well, you know. So, um you know, that's just, you know, that's that's just the story of how we've gotten from, you know, our individual journeys to now, you know, the journey of working together with other people with wholesalers and rest. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, and, and, and you know, in the platform like that we that we have right here, this is like one of the things that that's what the purpose is. Like we want to be able to give out this free information for people to tune in and be able to learn these things, same way how y'all was doing you know, your meetups and everything. Like, people may can't afford a certain courses or they be looking on YouTube, looking at different things and everything like that. But, like, people that's been through the trenches and already got the knowledge, sometimes it's just best that we just give back and right. give back to everyone. Exactly. Yeah, so I, I do want to hit on some of the things, though, before we get on in the real estate about the journey because, yeah. you know, 
It's just like all of us, like all four of us, man, we got that type of makeup because y'all fought like with the environment, what we may see as kids, you know, like like with the dad, you know what I'm saying, like with the dad, and then um, then like just the environment, and then we all kind of got crowded a different type of way. Um, maybe we followed the wrong crowd, you know, and got into some things, and then now, and then it's funny too, we were having this conversation yesterday because like we um we actually did the network marketing business as well. Right. And, <laughs> and, and you know, like <laughs> and you know, we'll have like we always so show homage to it. Like we have our own businesses now. Right. And everything. Uh, and we always show homage to it because like network marketing was like the thing that really changed our mind. Changed the mindset. Yeah, yeah. It, really yeah it, it really did. And learning more about business. You know? Yeah. 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 And then, you I know. Got, yeah. I, 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 have, I have to really say that, that just, just my experience in network marketing, like I, I wouldn't be anywhere close to where I am if it wasn't for my experience in network marketing. My experience in network marketing taught me, it showed me that I, I could leave corporate America at any time. I just had to make my mind up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so and you know, and, and and that's that's what network marketing really, really did for me. So I'm I'm forever grateful for it. I'm forever grateful for all those times, you know, yeah. traveling and you know, not making money but traveling. Right, right, right. We done went through all that. <laughs> we went through all that. Yeah, yeah, man. We put a lot of work in it. <laughs> a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh yeah, so it, it's great just to hear from you guys, and you know, one of the main elements, like y'all connect spiritually. That one of the things that really, um, how y'all made a decision on even doing business together. It all starts spiritually first, right? And then like, I always like to tell people too, man, like no matter how many ideas that you have in your head, it's so key that you put it down on paper. That's right. But, yeah, because like our minds is always moving, so if you don't put it down on paper. It's easy for all right. Tomorrow you be like, oh man, that was a great idea. But I don't even remember, you know. What I'm like, what it was. So it's just like, yeah, man, you gotta write, write the vision and make it plain. Yeah, so it's on you to take action, right? And you gotta speak it into existence too. We can't leave that part out. You gotta speak this vision into existence. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like your tongue is powerful, mm -hmm. so you gotta utilize what's in you. You know to bring it to birth too. So yep. you know it starts on it starts on paper, and then it got to come out. And it got to be spoken and believed upon, so it'd be you know, so it'd be real. Mm -hmm. It is absolutely yep. all right. Yeah. So, all right, guys. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and hop into some um, real estate talk. All right. Okay. And I and I I wanted to start out with the first question for. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Go ahead. But we yeah, definitely yeah. do this absolutely. So what I wanted to ask, because it might be some people listening to this podcast who don't necessarily even know what wholesaling is, don't know what rehabbing is. Don't know about any of that type of stuff, short selling and stuff. So can you all explain like what that is, like wholesaling, doing rehabbing, short selling, et cetera? Can you all explain what that is? Let's talk about let's talk about wholesaling first because because I you know I, I believe wholesaling is really the foundation uh for, for any of this. Um I know when I started I started backwards, I started off rehabbing first, but 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 after you know after a life of experience, I realized that um that the wholesaling is really the foundation of any of this and um and and really um what wholesaling basically is 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 you know you um contact a seller and typically the way that the sellers that we contact are sellers that need to sell you know mm -hmm. not necessarily want to sell but sellers that need to sell 
and uh, we access certain lists, access certain information, and you know, and how to get in touch with these kinds of sellers. And uh, when we contact these sellers, and we contact them through various means, uh, Will talked about you know one of them through bandit signs. But when we contact these sellers, then you know we find out you know we we ask them whether they want to you know buy you know they whether they want to sell their house, and um, you know a lot of them want to sell their house, or a lot of them need to sell their house. And if you uh, come into agreement with one of them, then you put it under con you put the house under contract. Mm-hmm. And uh, typically, you know, you're going to get the house under contract for a discount because the people they need to sell their house and they want cash for the house. It's almost like a pawn shop. So anyway, um, you, 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 you know, you're going to put the house under contract. So on the other side, you know, you've got this one, you, you've gotten the contract or an agreement on one side. Now on the other side, you know, we have, you know, people that want to buy houses, you know, people that want to do renovations, rehabs, um, rentals and things of that nature. They want to keep houses. So you as the wholesaler, your job is to connect, you know, the, um, the, the seller um, to the buyer or the person that wants to keep the house. And uh, what you do is once you connect, you get paid, you know, a fee. And that fee is called what's called an assignment fee. And that assignment mm-hmm. is what connects the buyer and the seller. And then your assignment fee is how you get paid uh, within the business. So the we, the reason that you you may see something that says, you know, get into real estate with no cash, you know, with, with, with you know, without any credit, you know, without any cash, that's the way that you get into real estate that is is, is through that. And that's the yeah. that's the All right. So look, all right, I want, I want and I want to try to break those elements down. Mm-hmm. So I, I do want to know uh, why you guys decided to specialize in the wholesaling part, like mainly, like that's mainly what y'all teach um, yeah. is wholesaling, right? Yeah. Uh, like what, what was, cause like, I know y'all have different experiences on all the different aspects on right. development and in the, in the, uh, and flipping them and all that. So like, what, why did y'all like specialize in wholesaling? Well, I mean, for one thing, um, you know, for me, you know, it was a complete accident. Um, I know, you know, during the first half of my career, you know, I, I was doing strictly buying and uh, renovating and, you know, things of that nature. But mm-hmm. then the second half of my career, I started doing what are called uh, short sales. And a uh, short sale is when you, um, is when somebody needs to, um, they need to sell their house. Their house is actually getting ready to go into foreclosure. And, um, and you do a technique called, you know, once you get it under contract, you contact the bank. And you and you know they may be over leveraged in their house. Like for instance, okay. owe, the house may be worth a hundred thousand, and they they owe a hundred and ten thousand dollars on the house. So they're mm-hmm. over leveraged. So in that case, what you're doing is you know you you know you're contacting the bank and be like, hey, you know this person owes way too much on their house, and the bank says, yeah, we agree with you. So you know we'll take less than what's owed on the house um, in order to get rid of the house, and the, and the bank agrees on that. So I, I was doing a short sale, um, you know, a couple of years ago, and um, and an attorney told me that um, that you know that that somebody else wanted to buy it from me, and um, and I was like, you mean I I don't have to necessarily you know like buy it buy it, <laughs> and um, he's like, yeah, somebody wants somebody wants to buy it from you, and um, and and you know it, it it blew my mind, you know, so so I ended up uh, that was one of my first wholesale deals, and. Mm. Okay. You know, you know, you know, just working through different techniques on how to, you know, on on how to, um, on how to find these sellers. 
then uh, we got, you know, I got pretty good at it. And, uh, and, you know, now it's just one of the techniques that's in our gun um, that, that will allow us to, you know, to make money in real estate. You know, in real estate, the whole goal is to make money. You know, you help people, you know, and you make money. So yeah. that's just that's just one of the ways to make money. So um, and, uh, you know, you, you get pretty good at it. And we teach that technique because it's you know, it's a simple technique. You know, people don't need, you know, credit. You know, they don't need cash. You know, they, you know, maybe they need a little bit of cash to, you know, for their marketing. But but, you know, you, you really don't need much to get started in real estate. And, you know, other than your mindset, you know, a phone and a um, and a um, and a list, you know, those are the things that you need. So. Yeah. All right. Because like, <laughs> now, now you asked me perfectly. Yeah, you asked me perfectly because the thing about it, like how you saying that you don't need cash, you know, what a little bit for marketing and then you need a, you know, a list and uh, or you don't need credit. So it's good for like people that's maybe interested in getting real estate right. and don't have those things. Like you can be like illiterate to the whole aspect of it and be able to make some money right away. Right. Um, Cause I think to me, honestly, I think sometimes even like people don't may not know about it or they may be intimidated. Cause you think you gotta do a whole bunch of trainings. Like, like what it is like with the real estate and your license and everything like that. And like this, you don't even have to even get a license for it. Right. Uh, that's different. So, like, what well, we, well, we had, you we had, you know, an example that we have is, um, I, I just, you know, just give a kind of give a quick example. We had one young lady, uh, well, she was a, uh, was she a Lyft driver or a, a DoorDash? She was a DoorDash driver and a substitute teacher. And, um, and, and listen, <laughs> on, our, on our very first deal, I mean, she was actually going to go do a, a delivery. And uh, mm -hmm. at the delivery, she saw like a vacant building. And, uh, you know, she contacted, you know, she found a way to contact the owner and um, she contacted that owner. It turned out the owner wanted to sell the house, um, not the house, but that owner wanted to sell the building. So she contacted us, you know, because we're the experts and mm -hmm. she contacted us and uh, let us know. And, uh, you know, we, we found, you know, we found the buyer and mm -hmm. uh, that girl, she made how much? She made twenty six thousand dollars on our first deal. But it was just just based off of <laughs> It was just based off of a telephone call or a, um, you know, or, you know, just contacting the owner. And, you know, it was, it was that simple. And I'm not saying that every deal is like that because, you know, most of the time they're, they're you know, they're a little bit more nuanced, but that's just an example of, you know, of, of, of what can happen, you know, within, you know, within this crazy business. So, so that's, right. that's, that's what makes it so attractive. I mean, you know, we, we have deals where, you know, where, you know, obviously we make good money on some deals, but then we all, you know, we, we sometimes make little money on other deals. But but you know, we we've been blessed nonetheless to be able to help a lot of people, you know, just be able to turn their lives around, you know, because their goal might not even be real estate. Their goal may be, you know, to um to own a, you know, do a charity or something like that. But real mm -hmm. estate is that vehicle that can get them there, you know, quickly. So that's 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 what we believe. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So like even more, I want to hit back on that story because, like, okay, what would be the difference between a wholesaler and a real estate agent then? Like, is it, or are they kind of similar? It's just one got a license and a wholesaler just doesn't? Like, what's the difference? Well, between... What was that? The difference between a wholesaler and a, a real estate agent? Well, I mean, the, the main difference is the fact that a real 
real estate a real estate agent holds a license. That's really the main thing. They hold a license, and you know, I can't really speak for a real estate agent because I'm not a licensed agent. But I will mm-hmm. say that um, a real estate agent, they are licensed, but they're licensed uh, under. They have to be licensed under a brokerage, so they have rules and regulations that they have to abide by. Um, you know, if you're a wholesaler, you just an investor. You kind of, you know, you kind of. You know, you kind of work on your own terms. You know, so there's really, you know, as long as you're abiding by, you know, legal laws of real estate, um, you're not really hold up under the same standards as somebody who's holding a license because that person is, you know, responsible for, you know, reporting uh, back to their broker about certain transactions. You know, they have to disclose to anybody they're doing business with that they're a licensed agent, uh, you know, but they, you know, you know, a lot of the agents do wholesale, you know, so. Um, a lot of agents wholesale, they like the fact that they have access to the MLS. They they like the fact that, you know, they can do traditional listings, you know, to where they can target homeowners or target traditional buyers who want to buy like a first time home or, um, you know, somebody mm-hmm. looking to um, buy something. They can they can represent them because they have a license as an investor or a wholesaler. Um, you typically can't, you know, represent nobody without a license. Um a wholesaler pretty much just have a property, put it under contract, and you know at that point their their whole their main objective is just to try to sell that contract or try to assign that contract. So, okay. uh, it's it, you know that's the only pretty much difference. You know they're just agents are just hold up under up under those standards of that license and regulations of what that license stand for up under the brokerage that you know they're they're up under um, compared to a wholesaler who kind of pretty much work on their own will. And um, you know they're not up under any guidelines like an agent is. All right. Okay. So, so as an yeah. agent, you're an employee. Um, you know, as an agent, you're an employee, and um, as a wholesaler, you know, you, you pretty much have your own business uh, per se. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. That makes sense. That makes sense. Now, I, I do want to go back. Like, all right, how you could get started in it? So, like. Well, you think about like, okay, all right, real estate agents, they have access to these MLS listings and they get the first home buyers. Now, the whole thing with a wholesaler, like, how would you find these um these houses or motivated sellers? You can go ahead and cover that one, Uncle Bill. <laughs> well, I mean, I think in any business, I mean, it don't matter what type of business you're in, you know, marketing got to be the heart of your company, you know, um, you know, we went over a couple of different ways. I think a lot of real estate agents and wholesalers kind of use some of the same marketing um, channels. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they're they kind of really the same. Um, you know, you got the ones that's, uh, you can start off the ones that are somewhat free all the way up to the ones that cost a lot. Uh, some of the ones, you know, just to throw some of them out there. Of course, we mentioned banner signs, what we started with. Uh, mm-hmm. You can send uh, mailers and postcards to a specific list. Uh, you can send, you know, now you can get a specific list and you can target that list in different ways. You can target them with a text message. You can target them uh, with a voicemail. You can target them with a cold call. You call them directly and try to ask them, do they want to actually sell that property? Um, you know, of course, you got um, commercials where you can take it a step further with commercials on radio, on TV. You can do billboards. Um I mean, you know, it's it's so many different ways, you know, that you can target, um, and and a lot of these different ways you can use in different type of businesses. Um, you just got to kind of be proactive and be consistent with whatever it is you're doing, 
and whatever fits your budget. You know, that's what we always, when people ask us, what should we be doing um, when they when they just get started? We always say specifically focus on being an expert in one thing and whatever that one thing is, it has to fit your budget. You know, you can start off with, um, you know, just calling for sale by owners online, going on Craigslist, going on Facebook, going, you know, on for sale by owner Zillow, you know, calling those leads. Those are just free internet leads that's just sitting there. You can call them directly, you know, um, if you don't have no money, uh, if you do have some money, then you can handwrite some some um, some letters or you can have a company print letters out for you. Or again, like we talked about earlier, bandit signs, you know, you can handwrite your own signs. You know, if you don't got no money, get some cardboard, write on the cardboard, put it out there. Do it on the days where it's not raining so you, you know, so it don't get damaged. You know, do whatever you got to do. The point is just do something, you know, and do it consistently, whatever it is. And do one thing so you don't oversaturate and confuse yourself and get get kind of uh, overwhelmed with trying to juggle so many things at one time. And I'm just speaking on the people who just getting started. Choose one thing, whatever that one thing is that fits within your budget, and just kind of work it and work it until you can work it every day until you start generating consistent leads. And then, of course, you know, lead generation goes to lead conversion and then lead conversion goes to uh, disposition, which means, you know, selling that property. And that's, you know, that's a whole nother you know the other side of you know once you get it under contract or once you get that property that's that's the other side but yeah that's pretty much i mean all marketing is the same it's mm -hmm. just about being consistent with doing it right do y'all do any internet-based marketing like google adwords or facebook ads anything or you all just mostly doing banded signs and like you say direct mail and stuff like that i, I spent a lot of money on facebook ads <laughs> okay okay <laughs> Yeah, that's our thing. That's our thing with our rise of the 1% company. That's what I was asking as well. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Now, I see a lot of these uh, banded signs out here. Now, when they when these banded signs, I want to see if this the language. Like, when they say, um, we'll buy your house with cash, mm -hmm. is these wholesalers or is these, like, actually investors? Like, like what's the language y'all put on y'all banded signs to attract, you know, your uh, customers? Really, really, all of really all of the above, you know, like, um, you know, it's not. I mean, a banded sign is just meant to just get somebody's attention, you know, like, cause I can't really just sit here and say it's specifically for wholesalers. Like a lot of wholesalers use it, but hey, you know, you got landlords and cash buyers, people who are looking to buy properties. That's a way of them getting in touch with people, so they might use it. Now you got okay. real estate agents; they're starting to, you know, um, approach because a lot of real estate agents now have they're now partnering with you know some of the um, the hedge funds and some of the uh, our buyers like Open Door and Zillow and OfferPad. So now they can come at sellers say they buy houses. So really, a bandit sign is just a marketing tool for anybody who in the real estate business. Period. No matter if you're a wholesaler, if you're a real estate agent, if you're a landlord, if you're a flipper, whatever, it is really yeah. just a, a a resource, a tool just to get in touch with homeowners who want to who want to sell their houses. Because we're really, we're really after the same people. You know, if you think about it, so okay. it's just a resource. It's a it's a marketing channel to target those people. Right. And do you all have any type of strategy in terms of like you know putting the banded signs out? Like what areas you all put the banded signs out in? Uh, I mean, it's 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 no strategy. I mean, of course, you know, uh, you want to go in areas where uh, we we typically like to stay in lower income, uh, middle class um, areas. Um, specifically in the city, um, we do go in suburbs as well. Uh, high traffic areas where you know a lot of cars are going to be driving by, 
Uh, of course, you you know, high traffic uh, stores and restaurants, fast food restaurants, drive-thrus, the Home Depots, the Walmarts, the gas station, anywhere where it's a lot of traffic where people are going to see your sign. That's where it's need to be. Awesome. All right, sir. Awesome. All right, so... We got that out of the way. All right. Well, so let me just rephrase that. When they can come to a stop and read your sign because you don't want it to be where it's ongoing traffic and they just driving by, but anywhere it's high traffic, like at a stop sign or stoplight where they're going to stop and they have time to read it. Let me rephrase that. All right. Okay. Yeah, made sense. Made sense. All right. So, all right. Now I'm starting out. So, I, uh, first thing is marketing. All right. You know, just get it out there, building up a list, making those connections. Right. Now, what is the... Like, so what is the language like? What is, what is the thing that you get into next after you do the marketing? And, um, you know, what is like you got to evaluate a deal? Like, how, how, what's the next step? I'm going I'm to go over the three steps and then Tim can touch into like the second step. So I'm going to just go over the three steps. Like when you really looking at a deal specifically for a wholesale. So there's really like three steps. So really is, you know, is lead conversion, which we went over, which is marketing. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, lead generation. I'm sorry. Lead generation is one, which we talked about marketing. Lead conversion is once the leads start coming in, you got to convert those leads. You got to convert them into an actual contract or into an opportunity. Mm -hmm. And then um, lead then lead disposition is, you know, of course, now you have to actually sell it off and you have to actually turn that, that conversion into an actual um, profit, meaning contract disposition um, into, uh, so, so the, so the, that, that goes into disposition. The lead conversion goes into acquisition. And then uh, the, um, I hope I'm not confusing y'all, but I'm, I'm just, I'm going from um, lead, from lead um, generation first. Yeah. Let me start back. Lead generation first yeah. is marketing. Lead conversion is acquisitions. When you convert that, now that the leads are coming in, now you got to convert it into a contract. Mm -hmm. And then dispositions is is when you're now trying to sell that property off and you're trying to you know sell it to try to make a profit to get to a closing so we went over you know um lead generation which was consists the marketing the marketing part yeah the lead generation part and um yeah i know we just lost them wait but yeah but yeah tell them so once we once once we do that lead you know once we lead, do that lead generation um then the next part is, is of course the lead conversion and the lead conversion is typically where our partners bring us in um, through wholesalers are us, you know, because mm -hmm. our partners, you know, doing a lot of the marketing, you know, you know, the different marketing channels. Our partners are doing a lot of the marketing through the, those different marketing channels and, you know, be like, hey, I got a lead. You know, I've got somebody that's ready, you know, that, that, that wants to sell their house. So, you know, typically, you know, our job, you know, which is the next step is conversion is to is to actually, you know, number one, analyze a deal, you know, analyze and see if it's a deal. And uh, you know, make an offer. You know, make an offer. Analyze the deal and uh, see if it makes sense. And then, you know, once we make that offer, then um, then um, then you know, that's that's what converts into a contract. And that's typically a lot of our partners. You know, they give us a call once they actually have the lead generated. And, uh, yeah. and our job is actually convert it. And then you know, and and then the next part is 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 the this you know is the dispositions part. So that's where we all make a good team is you know like like me and will I, I mean you know sometimes we you know we buy a lot of the houses um that you know that that people that people bring to us um but then at the other side you know we also have um people that you know we also have other people that want to buy 
you know, that, that, that are ready to buy from us, you know, a, a mm -hmm. ready waiting list of people that are ready to buy houses cash from us. So that that puts us that makes it all a, you know, a good team um, of, of, of where we work. So so, you know, you know, for instance, you know, when it comes to, you know, the lead, the lead conversion, you know, that's where, you know, we may we, we may need to get on the phone uh, with the seller and, uh, you know, say, hey, you know, this is our offer. And uh, the seller may, you know, better understand us because we've been in the business, you know, for a while and we know how to talk to talk. You know, we know how to sell, you know, whatever it is, you know, whatever it is that's going to make sense. And uh, we also know what's going to make sense on the other side, you know, because we also understand our market. So, you know, we have a, you know, we have a, I guess, a broad view of, um, of, of, of what's going to happen, you know, once a, once a lead comes in or, or once a lead has been generated. So that's one thing that I wish I had, you know, during the first half of my, you know, when I, when I first got into the business, I wish I had that. But, uh, but, but now, you know, we've got, you know, we've got this, you know, we've got this part uh, going on through Wholesalers R Us. And the thing about it is, like, we don't charge for that. You know, the way yeah. that we trade is, you know, we have to prove ourselves. So we do a partnership. And within that partnership, that's how we all get paid. And we break bread together. And that's that's how we work. All right. All right. So let's make, all right. All right. Now it's kind of get your whole system. Because now it's like y'all have partnerships with not only, all right. So y'all setting up the marketing where you have people going out, you teaching them. So they do the lead generation part. Yes, sir. Yes, y'all do the conversion part. Like y'all mm -hmm. do the whole conversion, y'all put together the contracts. Mm -hmm. And after that, the disposition part, like when y'all had to find the buyers in there, like, cause that's like, that's another partnership. So I right. see, so I see how y'all got the whole system going. Like, yeah, that's powerful. Mm -hmm. So people could just like coming in, like if I'm new, I could just focus on the lead generation. Exactly. You just focus yeah. on lead generation. And, and see, here's the, here's the, here's the beautiful thing about it. I, I know you guys remember network marketing. I remember, you know, Sometimes, you know, it takes a long time to get paid and, uh, you know, you've got to get your mind right, you know, and, and you've got to have the mindset for, you know, it might be a couple of years. Mm -hmm. So with this, you know, we want to kind of cut out that time, you know, have to cut out the frustration of, you know, waiting to get paid. You know, you've got a partner on the other side that's going to help you get paid like now. And, and that and that kind of keeps your head in the game. It keeps you focused and uh, keeps you going. So, you know, I remember um, I remember being in network marketing. I mean, our whole thing was to help somebody get their first check. You know, right. so it might have been seventy five dollars, but it was a check. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> well, in this case, well, in this case, you know, our goal, you know, is to help our partner, you know, get their first check. And we want to make sure we do it quickly, because if we do it quickly if we help them get their um, first check quickly, then guess what? They're going to keep their heads in the game. And that that, that belief, level, the belief right. level goes up. So. Yep. You know, and, and it helps you, you know, it, you know, it may help you, you know, find a career. You know, this may be mm -hmm. something that you, you know, that you like you've been praying about. You'd be like, hey, you know, God, you know, God brought it to me. And now here's the manifestation. So so that's our job is to kind of help that manifestation part um, on the other side. You know, yeah, that's powerful. Yeah, it's team. I mean, it, it takes a team, you know, like, yeah, yeah, it takes a team. So, yeah, that's powerful. All right. So so, so instead of. You know, like, like, you know, and, and, and there are a lot of, um, there are a lot of trainings out there, you know, you know, where you coaches, you know, that, you know, you pay and all that stuff and all that's fine. But, but, you know, we put ourselves in a position to where we have to prove ourselves. You know, the Bible says, you know, God says, prove me now here with, you know, mm -hmm. God will prove himself. So, mm -hmm. you know, we want, 
prove ourselves, you know, continually and pro proving ourselves as like, let's let, let us put our money where our mouth is. If it's a good deal, you know, we know we can either buy it or we can help you sell it, you know, one or the All other. Right. Or we can make, you know, we can kind of help make it happen quickly. And, th and that's our goal. Now you can now you can do you can do all this on your own, but you know the time that it takes, you know, for a lot of us to do it all on our own, you know, it, it's not fair because sometimes you may have a you know you may have a full time job, you know, you may be you know a, a full time mom or dad or or something like that. You just may not have time. You know, you may just want to be like, hey guys, you know, let me give you this lead and, and let me sit back and work. So so that's you know that's 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 our goal. Is to um is is to help help that belief level go up. Man, powerful, <laughs> powerful. Yeah, I love it. All right, so this one I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna get into now on you on y'all side, right? You putting the contracts together. So how do you put these contracts together? Like how you come up with the deal? I want to understand. I want to make sure I understand what you mean by putting the contracts together. All right, so like, how do you come up with the whole like? the deal together like uh, or how you evaluate it oh um you know and one thing one thing that we do is you know and you know we got to give a shout out to Lachette you know <laughs> who keeps everything together for us but one thing that we do is once something comes in um then you know we typically you know we typically will meet up you know on the phone zoom or what have you and we'll, we'll, you know, we'll analyze deals. We'll, you know, we'll take a couple of hours to actually analyze deals, you know, that mm -hmm. come into our, you know, that come into our sphere. And me and Will, you know, we've been in business a combined, you know, twenty something years. Um, and 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 so so just by looking, you know, looking in a market, we we can tell whether something's going to be a deal or not. So I guess from a standpoint of the actual contracts, you know, the actual contracts are typically generated, you know, from you know, hey, I mean, you can find a contract on the internet. We understand that. So, you know, from the actual contracts, you know, just and, and but 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 there are certain things that we have to make sure we put into the contracts um, to make sure that, you know, they are fail proof, meaning, you know, us, our partners aren't going to lose money. So, you know, from those actual contracts. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, those contracts are just done over time. You know what I'm saying? Me and him okay. you know, we know some of the things that, you know, you know, that that, that made, you know, you know, a lot of people, you know, lose money, you know, when they, you know, when they put something on the contract. But me and Will, I mean, we know ways to where we can actually make that contract fail proof to where, mm -hmm. you know, you're not going to lose any money, um, you know, um, when, when you put something under contract with the seller. Okay. All right. I hope that makes sense. I, I wanted to make sure I answered your question. No, no, it did. It did. And, uh, and like, what it is, Tim, like, like, I'm trying to get a little bit, like, deeper into it, even on that. All right. So, all right. When you're evaluating the deals, right? All right, you mm -hmm. said depending on where you can automatically tell by the market. Mm -hmm. Okay, so like, does anything has to deal with any type of rehab, or you just, or y'all just, you know what I'm saying? Like, just saying, like, this person, this the asking price or whatever, and then y'all figure out. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, okay. that's a good question. Yeah, we try to think of it as if, as if we're actually going to do the rehab. So, you know, uh, in a lot of cases, you know, you know, we, we're not going to do the rehab ourselves, but, you know, we put ourselves in the mindset of someone that is going to do the rehab. You know, me and him are individual businesses. We do rehabs um, and renovations. So we know, you know, we know pretty much what the numbers are, but we try to put ourselves in the in a, in a position of somebody that that is actually is going to renovate and rehab it. And we try to look at the numbers from their perspective. And if we look at the numbers from their perspective, then we can kind of back in. And um and 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 put you know put our number 
you know, within that number. And, um, and you know, it'll be something that makes sense to everybody um, that's involved. And, 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 and fortunately for us, you know, for us, it just, you know, that those things come through relationships. Um, yeah. You know, um, they, they actually come through through time. You know, typically there's, called, there's what's called a, um, and I just want to go ahead and say it, there's what's called a 65% rule. Okay, so okay. it has to do with ARB, which is after repair value, um, mm. and 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 so after repair value is what the house is going to be worth after you fix it up, right? So so we typically back in sixty five percent of that after repair value because typically a lender, you know, and you know what they call a hard money lender is going to lend up to sixty five percent of you know of, of what that house is worth minus the repairs and that 65 percent minus the repairs is what's going to get you your number of where you need to be um of, of where you need to be um uh, with a seller so those those are the things that, that we typically look at and then your um your arbitrage or your your profit is going to be you know anywhere below that number the 65 percent minus the repairs and that's how you know it's going to be a decent deal you know, for a, um, you know, for somebody that's going to buy it. And that's what makes it easy. Okay. That's All what right. makes it easy, you know, an easy sell to somebody. Um, sometimes that, that 65% can go a little bit higher, you know, but, but we try to stay around that area. And also, you know, just, just me and Will, since we know the different areas, um, you know, we, we, we know what'll fly um, based on that. That's why, that's why with wholesalers are us, you get two minds instead of one. So, you know, when people come to us, you know, they're not just getting one expert, you know, they're getting two experts that, um, you know, that, that, that can put their thinking caps on together and we, they get double the value. Awesome. Awesome. And, uh, and I, yeah, it, yeah, you definitely did. And I was going to ask you about that too, when you even got to the, uh, talking about the hard money lenders. Yeah. Um, well, let me ask you like, so how do you find hard money lenders? They show up <laughs> if it's a good deal. That's a great question, but but just just being in the industry, um, you know, like when you come to networking events such as ours, um, when you come to, you know, when you know we've got you know what are called RIAs, things of that nature. When you go to networking events, you're gonna find hard money lenders. You know, they're gonna be out there, um, mm -hmm. you know, looking for deals that they can finance. Um, and of course, that's where they make their money. So so you know they, they're just gonna be there. Okay, all right. Now, how they do the deals? Like, all right, so. They use this on one credit, right? So, who, who, like, so, like, how would they? Hard money lender. Right. Typically, let let me, let me just kind of go back. A hard money lender is is somebody that's going to lend money, um, you know, for a house, and they're going to look at, you know, they're looking at the house. They're not looking at anybody's credit. They're they're more or less looking at the house, um, as 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 collateral. Um, they okay. may look at it a little bit, but they're looking mostly at that house. And typically a hard money lender may get their money, you know, from, you know, listen, you know, get private funds, you know, family members, you know, things of that nature, you know, people that have what are called IRAs, you know, people that have 401ks and they put all that money together and uh, they come up with a fund and that's how they lend their money. So that's typically, oh, a, that's typically a private money lender, a hard money lender. And then they, you know, of course they lend, you know, they lend for a fee and a percentage and that's how they pay those people back. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's the collateral of the real estate. Right. It's the collateral of the real estate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, all right. So I'm on board. So like, okay, we, 
you know, we got a team here. We got a team that's getting the leads. All right. You know, you, you guys, you y'all evaluating the deals, um, right. finding the hard money lenders. Um, y'all no, putting all that. We don't find the lenders. We don't find the lenders. Oh, y'all we don't. Find okay. buyers. We find buyers, and those buyers typically have lenders in place. Right. That make I just want to make sure I just want to make sure that's clear. Okay. We typically, we'll find a buyer, and some buyers have cash. You know, some buyers have cash. Some buyers can reach into their bank accounts and uh, make a payment. You know, can buy a house with cash. You know, some buyers can you know get what are called private funds. You know, from you know from friends and family and pay for mm. a house with cash. So mm. that's how you know that's how a lot of our buyers you know actually you know get their money. So cash or hard money. And you know we, we don't look for those. We actually look for the buyers that um that, that are actually getting those on their side. All right, Tim. So look, even off on the buyer side, do you? So you guys do the buyer, or do you have a team that actually does lead generation for the buyers? Well, we are buyers. Uh, number one, we are buyers. Yeah, I know you. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and 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 you know we we bought quite a few homes this month, but um but but we are buyers, and uh, we we have teams that. That, that do that as well. Um, and and I, I'll call everybody a team because we, we have what's called a network. And, uh, and you know, y'all know the term how your network is your net worth. Wow. Well, in real estate, that's so true. It's very <laughs> true. So, you know, if you've got a large network of people that want to buy, you know, real estate from you, then guess what? You can get paid every week. You can get paid every month. You know, as, as long as you have the inventory, you can get paid all the time. So, so yeah, um, um, you know, we have teams of buyers. Um, we have buyers. Um, you know, we have buyers that are institutional, banks, you know, things of that nature. So we've got a lot of different kinds of buyers um, that, that buy from us. They buy from us because they know us. You know, um, mm -hmm. them, you know, we have careful relationships, you know, with people that, you know, that have bought from us for years. And they buy from us because they know us. So, you know, that's, you know, that, that's pretty much um, um, how that works. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Now, now I think I want to make sure I understand what your question, I want to, I, I want to kind of foretell a question. You might be asking, how do we contact those buyers? Right? Yep. All right. All right. I just want to make sure. Okay. Yep. The way we do that is typically it's the same way that we contact the seller. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So except in this case, we're contacting different kinds of people. So, so the marketing, you know, the marketing really doesn't change uh, from one end to the next. You know, um, the, the only difference here is we're contacting different kinds of people. And in this case, with our buyers, you know, we have what are called pocket buyers. And, you know, these are buyers that we, you know, that we've been working with for years that we know that, hey, you know, they say, hey, I can buy this house next week or I can buy this house tomorrow. You know, we have those kinds of buyers, you know, that, you know, that, that are there. But for the most part, you know, we're going to send out emails. You know, we're going to send out text message blasts. You know, we're going to, we, we do bandit signs, you know, think the same way that, um, that, that we contact sellers is the same way that we contact buyers. The only difference yeah. is, is with the buyers, we have relationships. And that's the main difference is that we have relationships uh, with our buyers that are ongoing. So our side of the business is really like what's called a B2B business, business to business. So we deal with, you know, with, with people that, you know, that, that are in business. That makes sense? All right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. So, so I'm just thinking about the three steps because like, all right, we got the lead generation mm -hmm. and then we, you know, we had the acquisition part. 
And then the last part you were saying was the um was the disposition. Yeah, lead generation, lead conversion. What lead conversion? Acquisition, then disposition. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. All right. Okay. So, so the disposition side um, includes, you know, like once you actually get something under contract uh, with a buyer, you know, you found somebody that's interested, you found somebody that's ready to go. And in, in conjunction with that, you're going to contact what's called an attorney. You know, you're going to contact in Atlanta, in Georgia, here in mm -hmm. Georgia. We use closing attorneys in some other states, you know, they use title companies, but here okay. in Georgia, we're going to contact an attorney with that contract and the attorney, what they're going to do is they're going to actually ratify the contract, you know, make sure everything is good, you know, from the seller's end and from the buyer's end. So with the seller, what they're looking for is they're looking for, you know, liens, you know, um, and when I say liens, you know, that's any encumbrance upon a title. And when right. I say encumbrance upon a title, that means anything that may shield that title from being able to sell, you know, or shield that house from being able to sell is on there. So the attorney is looking for that. Okay. And within that time, they're also looking at the buyer to make sure there's nothing wrong with the buyer. You know, it has a legitimate business, blah, blah, blah. So mm -hmm. those things come together when the attorney, you know, determines that there are no liens or encumbrances or nothing is big enough to pay, then it gets you to a point of where you can actually get to a uh, closing, which is uh, everybody's favorite thing. You know, right. um, you know, we had one of our, one, one of our partners um, just recently, LaShawn uh, Barker Baker, um, LaShawn just closed a deal and uh, it, it was really, really funny. It was our first, second deal closing. And, uh, and she said, <laughs> and she said, you know, the, the thing that blew her mind was she didn't have to go to the table to pick up a check. The attorney asked her, the attorney called her and asked her, What's your wiring information? <laughs> and and you know they you know they they wire you know they wired her a check and you know they they wired her uh, her money to her and you know the money came instantly so she didn't have to go to a closing table or anything like that they just wired her funds into her account and uh, and that's just a funny 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 thing now. And oh, uh, so the attorney the attorney did all that like the attorney. All right, so so yeah, the attorney. Yeah. yeah. Once, once 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 you bring. Once you successfully bring a buyer and seller together and you get a closing that, you know, that, that, that buyer actually brings that money to that closing table, bam, that's how you get paid. You know, you get the, you get what's in between, you know, you had, where you had that contract with the, um, with the seller and uh, where you're able to get that contract with the buyer, what's mm -hmm. in between is yours. That's, you know, that's, that's where you, that's the gravy. And that's the, and that's the call that LaShawn got, you know, a couple of weeks ago when yeah. she got a call from the attorney, the attorney was like, you know, she's one of our partners, you know, and she's like, the attorney was like, where do you want your money sent? Do you want me to wire it? And they wired her the funds and it was there like right there, you know, it's like, yeah. it's like pressing a button. It's like, bam, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So. So Tim, you know, I, I wanted to hit on like when they close it. Well, I'm gonna go back to the contract, right? Yeah. Now, is this something where y'all have like you have a certain percentage on how you what you call assignments? Like yeah. when like you get paid off for assignment. That's so correct. is it a certain percentage that you just do off each deal? Like how yeah, do you it, you know. it changes? It cha that's a great question. It changes from deal to deal. It depends on what me and Will have to do. Um, you know, for instance, like like if we have to, you know, like we have to, you know, do the contracts, um, we have to talk to the sellers, you know, like, like if, they, you know, if, if you know, if there, there are different things that we have to do, then the percentage, you know, our percentage goes up. 
you know, if there are, you know, like if you've got a, um, if you've got a contract and all you want us to do is find a buyer, then, you know, our percentage goes down. So it just all depends on what it is we have to do. It works, works based off of a sliding scale. And then of course, you okay. know, we've got a back office, um, we've got a back office that does a lot of our work for us and we're blessed for that. So, um, so, so yeah, that's, that's pretty much how that works. Awesome. 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 Well, yeah. Well, I say right now, man, we could transition a little bit on, um, because um, I that that was great. Just get all the logistic part on yeah. how to do it. You know what I mean? How to do the whole wholesaling part. <laughs> yeah, man. Easy part. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So you know, I want to talk about you guys' business. Like maybe like what's some of the like obstacles that y'all had faced on building the business? It's the hard part. Yeah, man, the hard part. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the, the main thing, you know, and this is what me and Will, I mean, we teach this every week. Um, we have a, a money-making motivational mindset uh, Monday Zoom that we do every single Monday at 8 o'clock uh, p.m. And, uh, you know, we, we teach our partners mindset. You understand what I'm saying? Because we understand this business is like 90% of mindset and it's 10% of what we just talked about, right? Mm -hmm. So... Um, you know, for me, you know, like, like the biggest obstacle was, was, was really just coming off the job, you know, coming off of that, you know, coming off of that job, you know, like, like when I was, when I was, you know, when I was in corporate America, you know, I had a pretty good job, you know, I had a, you know, I wore a nice suit every day and, you know, all that crap, you know what I'm saying? And, and, but, but, you know, I was a guy that was still looking out the window because I had been self-employed before. So I was looking out the window and I was actually looking at the people that were, you know, that, 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 you know, that were already out there doing some of the things that, you know, that, that me and Will have an opportunity to do now. So I was, I was one of the people that was looking out the window and um, it was tough, man. Just, you know, just making that transition, you know, from, from, from corporate America, you know, you know, no, you know, knowing that I could actually sustain myself from month to month, you know, um, yeah. you know, doing the same, you know, making the same amount of money that I could make, that I made on my job. That was the toughest thing was realizing that that, that could actually happen. And, uh, you know, by the grace of God, you know, we were able to, you know, myself and my partner, Charles, um, you know, who, who we both did it together at first, um, you know, we were able to mindset our way. And that mindset thing didn't start, you know, with um, it, 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 it didn't just happen. It was a thing that we had to we had to first of all, in our little cubicles, we had to actually put um, put what was going to happen to us in front of ourselves in our cubicles because everybody else was telling us we had a good job. You're like, why you guys want to leave? Why are you guys trying to do this? Why are you guys trying to do that? Yeah. In the meantime, we had a sales, you know, we had sales jobs, so we were trying to work production at the same time. So we had to consistently tell ourselves, you know, what was going to happen with us in real estate, and um, and 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 for me. That was a tough, 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 tough thing to do. And and just just waiting until the time when, you know, when when you know I could get a deal closed, you know, and waiting until the time where you know we could consistently make money um in real estate. That I mean that 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 to me was very tough. Um I don't I don't know about anybody else, but you know, coming from you know, coming from a nine to five, coming from corporate America, you know, where they, you know, where they um where they brain I'm not gonna say brainwash. But yeah, brainwash. I'll go ahead and say it. Where they brainwash you into thinking that um that they are your God and they brainwash you into thinking that they are your source, you know, mm -hmm. but the resource. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it was it was very tough um um breaking that. 
and where you know where you're making you know you may be making a thousand two thousand dollars a week you know you understand what i'm saying and no. you know and and, and 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 that was big back then you know because because i didn't see any other way to come out but 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 slowly but surely i had to mindset my way and as i mindset my way as i told myself that you know that 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 I was going to be doing re real estate that next year, as I continually told myself that every single day. Then my belief began to rise, and as my belief began to rise, then I began to take action. So I had to, you know, I had to visualize, you know, I had to write it down, visualize it after I wrote it down, and then I had to tell myself that. And it's not lying to yourself because it is who you are originally. You know, you are originally that is who you are. So you have to retell yourself or resell yourself on who you are. And that's what I had to do um, to build myself up and get to a place of where, where I could, you know, where I could even, you know, get to doing deals and, uh, and then much less, you know, leaving my job. So, so that was, you know, th that was, that was tough for me. That, that was really, really tough. And I'll let Will go ahead and tell his side. Yeah, Will, you back on? I know you had out for a minute. You can hear us? Yeah, I apologize. I got booted off and I'm back on now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, and we were just talking about some of the obstacles, you know, um, that you, you know, that you may went through uh, on building a business. Because I know you got multiple businesses as well. So, you know, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I was just going to touch on the same thing. I think that, you know, in business, you know, some of the things that, you know, I had, I, I had challenges with. Um, again, was first mindset. I think mindset is over everything, you know, because uh, most people, you know, they quit the business, you know, they, they don't have, they have lack of confidence. Uh, mentally, they just get over overwhelmed and over exhausted and they just don't, they just don't push forward and they don't continue. So I think it always start with mindset. Um, another challenge, you know, of course, was when I first got started, um, I didn't have the community that I have now, you know, the community meaning like wholesalers of us and uh, colleagues that that I can depend on that can help me get through um, certain transactions or certain situations. In the beginning, I was just trying to do it on my own. I was just trying to figure it out. And if I would have had a community that I could lean on, kind of like how wholesalers of us is like we're a community. So we invite everybody to come partner and work with us. You know, we we don't have no charges or nothing like that where we're looking for money up front. We make our money off deals you know meaning relationships business you know when we do business with people that's how we're that's how we get compensated so i didn't have that in the beginning i didn't have a community that i can lean on so a lot of mistakes were made with me not having a tim that i can call and talk to you know um or another version of myself so that was another thing um you know limited capital in the beginning you know when you first get started with any business um capital is everything being able to raise certain capital to be able to do certain things so you basically got to grind your way up and i think a lot of people get out of wanting to work hard to kind of build up that capital to get to where they're trying to go you know they think that they look at people on social media and look at stuff and think that you know when you look at people you think that that stuff happened overnight like them people grinded their way to that part you know so you can't you can't um, look at that stuff and a lot of that stuff is false anyway you know so mm -hmm. you got to just right. be willing to put in the work to to get to wherever it is you're headed at you know and um other challenges of course you know um marketing you know just make sure you stand consistent with marketing because again like we talked about earlier without marketing um you're not gonna have any business coming in you know um 
and we can go on and on about you know taxes and making sure you are doing the, doing right by uh, that part. Um, bringing on a team, you know, like within our businesses, you know, we have specific people that work. Yeah, and I, I just want to hit on this real quick. Yeah. On taxes. Hey, all right. So, Tim, have you ever experienced like, okay, in your business where it's like you you made so much money, but you know you probably didn't get a, a accountant or somebody to really come in and help you manage it? You'd be like, oh man, did I got pay these folks all this money? Yeah, it's it, I mean like like you don't like when you when you start when you start making money in the business like you don't quite realize like 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 I'm, I'm gonna be I'm, I'm I'm gonna be really really transparent like I, I like I'd always wanted to make six figures you know what I'm saying and and you don't quite realize you know like when you start making six figures you you don't know you know like like what you got to do or anything like that I mean because mm -hmm. you you coming like for me I was coming from a um. From a w-2 you know what i'm saying so with the w-2 like i was always getting money back you know every year so so going from that uh to being self-employed and then you know and then you you know you you, you turn into the six-figure area then <clears throat> then yeah i mean it's a transition because you realize that all of a sudden you know you don't you know it, it's not like you get money back but 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 you actually oh so so yeah i mean it, it, it's not you know it's I mean, it is what it is. I just say that it yeah. is. Yeah, you, know, you understand what I'm saying? All right. And, um, and, and you've got to be very, very diligent in um, in, in dealing with that. So get your good big book bookkeeper. And I'm, I'm gonna let Will um, Will talk about that even more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, I just learned that you know within that stuff. Like, I'm a. Uh, can y'all got? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yeah, okay. yeah, I mean, I think when it comes to when it comes to taxes and all that type of stuff and just accounting and all that, you just gotta that's just a part of the that's just a part that you gotta add to your team, you know what I'm saying? Because me, I know I'm a business person. I'm not, you know, a person that keep up with bookkeeping and stuff like that. So I, I literally, you know, when I seen the first two years that was that was an issue I was having, I basically had to hire somebody to kind of handle that for me, you know. So you know that that's just some of the things that come with business. You just got to make sure that somebody is handling that stuff because trust believe that you got to account for you know the money you're making. You know, so you got to know you know what your write offs are and what's going in, what's going out. You know, not mixing business with personal. You know, all that type of stuff. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, putting yourself on payroll. You know, I had to put myself on payroll because I didn't want to. Um, you know, not pay taxes that I'm making off money. I didn't want to spend money and not show what I paid taxes on it. So, you know, all those type of things, um, you know, you just got to have the right accountants, right bookkeepers, right tax preparers um, in your circle that can kind of better educate you on how to go about it the right way, you know. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Yep. Oh, yeah. So, you know, definitely, um, you know, we'll go ahead and, uh, you know, we're getting down to the closing. Yeah, man, I really appreciate appreciate you guys, man, really breaking this down because y'all have a system that, you know, I can see that anybody can win in. Um, right. Yeah, and it's like, and then also, too, it's like, you know, y'all training them for free. Right. Um, and, and you're training people for free, like, you know, because I have bought courses and stuff like that, but just to have you guys actually give it back like that um, is big. Um, well, just, just recently, just recently, like, like what we started doing was, you know, like we've got, you know, we've got, you know, partners that, you know, we actually provide the leads. Um, you know, we got to a point where we start providing the leads, uh, certain partners, of course, 
Um, but we start um, providing the leads and, um, and, you know, they do the cold calling. So, yeah. you know, it's a win-win situation for everybody, you know, in, in that case, because I know a lot of times people don't have, they don't have the money for leads. Yeah. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. They don't have, you know, they don't have the capital, but they got the, uh, you know what I'm saying? They got the, you know, they want, you got the want to, and they got, you know, they, they want, they want to make it happen. So, mm-hmm. you know, we just want to kind of make it, you know, another way that, you know, an, another obstacle can be, you know, can be eliminated. You know, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. So I do want to uh, hit on some of y'all, um, y'all community work, um, because like that, uh, all right. So like right now what y'all doing, but y'all not, cause y'all used to do what meetups like once a week. Like how was the meetups going? We do our meetups once a month. Um, okay. we, we, we've been, we've been doing our meetups actually through zoom, um, over the past, I think it's three months now. So we, we've been doing our, our meetups through zoom and, and you can actually, um, visit, you know, like, like our meetups through zoom, you can visit those. Um, online, um, they're on Wholesalers R Us um, YouTube, Aria Wholesalers R Us uh, YouTube. So okay. uh, we, we've 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 been doing them. You know, I think this past month we did not we did not have a meetup, but 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 we have been holding our meetups through Zoom over the last um, over the last couple of months, and we really can't wait um, until you know we have an opportunity to get with everybody again uh, because we really 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 love the atmosphere of the room. Um, you know, we, we can, you know, we, we, you know, we, we can feed off of that. And, um, you know, and, and, you know, again, that's another, like, like when you talk about challenges, that's another challenge with the business, you know, that mm-hmm. like, that's like for us, that's another challenge is, you know, transitioning, you know, during this time, you know, to, um, you know, to making your business better, but also realizing that you can't quite see everybody, you know, the way that you want to, you know, that's another challenge. And that's something that, that, uh, that we're working through um specifically by doing everything through zoom but we can't wait to start um start our physical meetups again as soon as um as soon as our mayor as as soon as she's in agreement then we down right right yeah exactly and um and, and we gonna we gonna do what she says and we gonna follow her direction <laughs> yeah 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 so that's awesome so Hey Tim, so what you um and I know you got some community work that you're doing, like you doing the um Big Brother program. Yeah, we you know I'm, I'm a big brother um and you know in my church I'm I'm also I'm I'm a minister I'm a, I'm a um I'm you know I am a licensed minister and um and and also you know we work through you know different charities uh Warwick Dunn Foundation um you know Warwick does a lot of giveaways he's you know he's he's a good friend I admire him a lot he does a lot of giveaways. Um, for, for the you know for houses and things of that nature, um, Will has an annual um, he has an annual um, food giveaway, uh, an, annual homeless giveaway. Um, feed the homeless, um, feed the hungry um, every single year on his birthday. And um, I mean, we just you know we here to give back. I mean that's what we designed to do. Um, you know as we come in, you know as things come in, I mean we're supposed to give back. It's just what we do. You know what I'm saying? Awesome. Awesome. And, you know, I was just thinking about that more done. I think I heard about that foundation. Yeah. 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 And, and, uh, what it like, is it, um, focusing on like what women, like what was it, what is it about? We're partnering with Habitat for Humanity and, uh, and what they do is they actually, you know, fund, you know, fund the house. They actually build houses from the ground up and, um, and they don't give the houses away, but, but what they do is, you know, they, they, you know, give them reduced, uh, mortgage payments, you know, the people, they own the houses, get reduced mortgage payments, houses come fully stocked, 
spouses come with everything. So they're partnered with a couple of different companies, you know, uh, corporations that, um, that, that stock the house with food, you know, everything you need to do just to move in. And, um, you know, and me and my wife, you know, you know, we were blessed, you know, blessed to kind of be a part of that. And, uh, mm. and then, of course, you know, at church, I mean, we serve, you know, in our church, you know, and, you know, in whatever, in whatever capacity, you know, that, that that's needed to be, you know. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. Yeah, man, we're going to go ahead and all uh, like end it off. Uh, you got anything, anything else like you want to have a cup? Yeah. Did, did right. you cup? I mean, I mean, did you? I mean, did, did we explain it? I hope we explained everything. Um, yeah, you know, I got a lot of aspects, but but we, you know, we I, hopefully we covered whole. <laughs> right, and that was the main purpose. You know, that was the main purpose. You know, that okay. everything was broken down. Yeah, you got a way for understanding everything. Right. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know, of course, you know, we can go in deeper into some other aspects of real estate. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, I, for time, <laughs> you know, because it's, it's a lot of different levels to it. So, honestly, yeah. We so, just yeah. want to say we're thankful um, and we're grateful uh, to you guys. Um, you know, we, we, I mean, we, I mean, we, we pray um, that you guys grow the way that you want to. Um, the mm -hmm. plans um, that, that you've had, the plans that you put down, um, we're in complete agreement with, you know, with, with those plans and uh, that it's going to grow and, and, and it's going to do the thing that it needs to that needs to happen. So we're in agreement with you guys and uh, whatever you need from us. I mean, you know, you, I mean, you know where we are. So definitely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We thank you and appreciate you all as well. Yep. Some great information. Well, we thank you Absolutely. A lot of wisdom. This is a great show. Thank you. Thank you. So if you all can just share, you know, where our audience can find you all at. Any information on where they can find you all at? Okay, on um, on uh, on on Facebook. I mean, of course, you can find him as William Galloway. Um, you can find me as Tim Harvey. Um, you can also find our community, um, REI Wholesalers R Us. We have a group um, that you can actually join. Um, REI Wholesalers R Us. Then, of course, you know, we're on YouTube as REI Wholesalers R Us. Um, we have a lot of information, free information on REI Wholesalers R Us. Uh, we've got great stories, you know, from, from some of our partners, you know, that have gotten paid. Um, you know, we also have, you know, a lot of our past meetups um, on there. It's, it's, it's a work in, it's a work in action, of course, on YouTube. But, I mean, there is some great information uh, that you guys can find on there. Also on um, on Instagram, he's on Instagram as um, as uh, Uncle Bill by Houses. That's who he's on Instagram as, and uh, I'm on Instagram as who is uh, Tim Harvey. And um, and guys, I mean we've we've got a uh, we've got our Monday Zoom that's coming up this Monday, um, this Monday tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow at, at eight o'clock p.m. And all a person has to do is uh, send an email to rei wholesalers are us at gmail.com and uh, we'll make sure they get tagged into that zoom uh, which will also be on facebook live so um you know that's, that's us guys cool awesome. cool awesome awesome stuff so yeah, yeah definitely for our yeah. audience and our listeners that's listening into this podcast i know you got some value out of this make sure you definitely hit that like button drop any comments below of any of your biggest takeaways that you got from this podcast episode. Feel free to share this around as well with anyone else you feel can benefit. And also for any information on the Rising 1% Academy, of course, we help the entrepreneurs and business owners with taking their business to the next level, specifically on the internet. At this time, you can just go to the rise of the 1%.com.
That's it. We thank you all again for uh, hopping on and definitely sharing this great information with us and our listeners. And I will definitely see you all on the next episode. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Absolutely. All right. <laughs> all right. Thank you, guys. All right. Thank you.